Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Like I tell parents, I can't promise you that we're going to win a national championship or your kid's going to win one. Um, but the only thing I can really promise them is how I treat their daughter. And I always say that I want to treat their daughter like they're my own. And um, to me, that's a big part of my job as a head coach uh, in softball is that, you know, I've got to prepare them for life after softball. That's Tarina. Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. It is Tuesday, but it is still Seminole Softball Monday. As everybody knows that was listening, yesterday we had to push the show back today due to some travel restrictions. Uh, TCRS is always brought to you and powered by Swivel Vision Training Goggles. Check them out, www.swivelvision.com. And also check out the only softball magazine targeted specifically to this future gen players. Check out Softball Spirit Magazine at Softball. Spirit.us. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. Taking you inside the locker room, into the coaching offices, and onto the field. Lace up the cleats, grab the glove, pick up the bat, and get ready to play. Because it's time for Seminole Softball Monday on the Coach Rogue Show. And now, here are Jared Rogel and the head coach of FSU Softball, Lonnie Alameda. And welcome back, everybody. Again, check out the company that powers TCRS, Swivel Vision Training Goggles. Check them out, www.swivelvision.com. Well, it is here, big weekend for Florida State upcoming FAMU tomorrow, and then the first of what will be eight ACC series. First of all, though, want to bring in the coach, Lonnie Alameda. Coach, welcome back, and glad to see you guys back in Tallahassee after a great weekend out at the Marionette Classic in California. Yeah, a little, little jet lag, a little sunburnt, you know. <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, good weekend out there in, in California. So, Coach, let's start right there. First of all, just anybody that is – following any of the teams that were out there on Twitter or were following the uh, Mary Nutter Classic Twitter account, saw all these pictures of just the future gen of softball. And obviously I'm talking about youth players, a lot of, a lot of school alums coming out to California for that game. A lot of them live out in California now. How is it just the atmosphere being out there in a situation like that, playing in, you know, playing on fields like that in front of those type of people. I mean, even Sue Enquist coming out as well as uh, Leo and Nico coming out for a couple games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, there's definitely a buzz, you know, for the three four days that the tournament rolls out there. Um, you know, the kind of who's who of softball. Uh, even if you're not playing, you're just kind of a part of it and love the game. You're out there just to watch all the, the top athletes and top teams playing. So, I think that atmosphere is pretty good. It's a unique field. It's a slow-pitch field. 
the slow pitch park, the the big field of dreams, and you know, so they have like the the Wrigley Field and those kind of things out there. So you have breakaway fences and things you're not normally used to when you're playing in these your college stadiums. And so I think it brings a a different element on the sense of adversity wise and and how you're having to adapt and adjust to some of the playing facilities and of course playing in front of lots of alumni and fans and people that just love the game of softball. I mean, there's people that sit on the hill and watch two games going on at the same time and you can hear the oohs and ahs from back and forth from just great plays. And so a great atmosphere and a great tournament to grow our game for sure. Now you were tweeting a lot of pictures this weekend as well. um, When it came to the ESPN photo shoots that they were doing out there with, and this is something that a lot of people were asking questions about messaging me about with ESPN out there, obviously, you know, Grim Hayes, all these people out there, why do you think none of these games can be televised? Uh, well, I think that all goes back to contractual stuff. And, uh, you know, I think the, the SEC has a contract with ESPN. I know the ACC's and works with doing their contracts and TVs. And, you know, that's something bigger pay grade than I have and be able to, to, to talk about that. But I know in talking with Holly Rowe and Jessica Mendoza was out there too and, um, you know, Meg Arnowitz and, and just kind of where they're moving forward. They love softball. I think there's a, a big picture for softball on the horizon. But, you know, of course, politics and, and how you get in the scheduling is a little bit different. But I think for the good of the game right now, the SEC Network has games on TV right now. So, you know, Alabama had games on TV. And even though they were in the, the cold weather, um, you know, you just you have better ability on campuses to – to be able to host uh, a camera crew coming on campus through the wiring of firewire and all that kind of stuff. So where maybe at a slow pitch park, it's a little bit different. So the cost might be uh, something in the bottom line there. So coach FSU going three and two this weekend with wins over South Carolina, Oklahoma state and UCLA falling to Tennessee and Cal just kind of run through these games and uh, recap these games for everybody listening right now and, and what your thoughts were ending the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think as a coaching staff, when we set the schedule up, we went out there with uh, a lot of boxes to check and, and growing our program. So number one would be the, the talent that you're going to play out there is something that's very important for the RPI and, and the future scheduling, you know, the, the um, kind of the book of, of what you do over time when you get to postseason really shows up in RPI games. So that was very important to us. And we did play some excellent teams and excellent programs, and that was good. I think, too, is just traveling, you know, is big. Um, going out and, and playing in different environments and getting on the road and traveling as a group, you definitely bond and connect and, and learn how to play on the road and, and time schedule changes and all that kind of stuff. So that was something big. But for us, you know, I feel like we went through a, a season's worth of emotions, really, in one weekend. Uh, you know, we got a lot out of it as a team. We had a lot of good heart-to-heart talks, you know, as a as a program and how we wanted to grow from game to game. So, I would say, you know, we didn't even show up for the Tennessee game. I think as a, as a program, we rolled out there and we didn't even really know what we were doing. It was kind of like, um, you know, really challenging, uh, you know, a gut instinctual challenge. Like, what are we all about? Uh, we didn't play Florida State softball by any means, but then turned around against South Carolina and played a much better game. So, you know, those were good marks for us uh, to be able to to endure a loss against Tennessee and then turn around and, and play South Carolina and get after it and play better softball. And then being able to to sit together and, and take some BP uh, Friday morning and, and have some good chats with players 
to go out and, and play a solid softball game against Oklahoma State under the lights uh, Friday night was just an outstanding mark for us. And as a coaching staff, we were really excited to program, really excited and have a lot of fun coming together as a team, knowing that when we get to Saturday, we would have a challenge with the pack and, and Cal and UCLA and two World Series programs that, you know, were from the West Coast and would have a lot of support. And it's a Saturday afternoon game. And you know, so we were preparing ourselves for that. And I think, honestly, had two really good outings um, other than throwing in their seventh inning of against the Cal. We played six good innings against them and just had some, some things that we had to, you know, put together with Jessica in the circle and some freshman mistakes in the outfield. And, you know, then they, they wrap up a rally and come back and beat us. But I I really, really, really believe that that loss uh, and that seventh inning loss and some of those decisions um, really challenged our character as a program to within 20 minutes turn around and play a solid ball game against UCLA, who is probably the most athletic all-around team that we played in the entire weekend. So to get that win leaving UCLA uh, and to leave Palm Springs with that win on the fifth game of the weekend was just a good mark for us, a really growing mark from Thursday's games to Saturday's games, and we're really excited about the journey moving forward. Coach, when you look back at the weekend now that you have had time to sit back and kind of reflect on it, you know, the biggest things that you take away about about your team coming out of this past weekend? Uh, well, I think Jessica Warren had an outstanding tournament as a freshman. Uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about, Jared, going into it was getting our freshmen exposed to a lot of different elements this, this first month of February. And so, uh, I, you know, I think Warren really was pretty consistent. That's something that we were looking forward to her at third base and swinging the bat and in the top four spots there. We've kind of moved around from lead off to four to three to two. So she's been all over the place. But um, she was great. Maddie O'Brien I think we all knew, you know, she struggled a little bit with the pressure in the beginning, but she came out swinging the bat really well and, and having really great um, defensive performances, which she always does. But, you know, she just seemed to settle in a little bit more this weekend and be a little bit more comfortable with, with um, her senior campaign as she rolls into this. So I think those are two things that really stuck out. Um, Lacey Waldrop threw an outstanding game. So, you know, she tried to, again, figuring herself out a little bit and, and finished off with a great game after throwing quite a few innings against Cal and then coming out and throwing a full seven against uh, UCLA was, was pretty impressive on her part. So leadership, you know, the leadership settled in, felt pretty good. Bailey did a great job, but, uh, you know, I think uh, leaving with Jessica Warren feeling pretty consistent was, was a really good mark. This is TCR, the Coach Roadshow. We'll come back on the other side of this break, and we're going to talk about the FAMU game coming up tomorrow, and then we'll talk about the first of eight ACC series which will begin with Boston College. This is TCRS, the Coach Roadshow, powered by Swivel Vision. When you come in, you're, you're playing for something bigger than you, and you learn that quite quickly when you get here. And success breeds success. There's every program here is just punching that card to be top five, top ten. I think recruiting is getting tough because you're you're not only guessing on the athletic potential of somebody, but really you're guessing on the the type of mindset that they're going to bring. I'd rather have one great pitcher and eight average players than eight great players and one average pitcher. This game's called fast pitch for a reason. It all starts in the circle. How is Yoohoo not on every household shelf? You go drink a Yoohoo today and you tell me you don't like it. If you drink a Yoohoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. Now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. 
And we're back. You're listening live today to TCRS, the Catch Road Show, again, powered by Swivel Vision. Check them out, www.swivelvision.com. So, Coach, next game going to be tomorrow against FAMU. Uh, let everybody know it'll be at 6 p.m. It's also faculty and staff appreciation. And it is also going to be on ESPN3 for those fans not able to make it down for the game. Coach, let's start right here. Talk a little bit about FAMU. What are you expecting out of them? What do the Knowles need to do to come out of this game on top? Um, well, FAMU is always uh, pretty competitive, uh, always a very athletic team. We played them a couple weekends ago to open up our first road trip of the season, 10 minutes down the road. And, um, you know, always expect a good quality outing from FAM. Um, we, unfortunately, are – predicted for 100% rain tomorrow. So um, for those that are looking and, and maybe something is not posted is because we will have moved the game. Um, we're going to decide that 9:30 tomorrow morning, but uh, in our minds right now, we're ready to face a very competitive FAMU team and uh, about 9:30 tomorrow morning, we'll make a decision on, on whether the weather holds up for us or not. So, um, but yeah, you know, pretty excited to, to get back out in the field uh, after what we learned about ourselves from this weekend. Now, Boston College, again, as I mentioned a couple times so far in the show today, will be the first of eight ACC series that the Knowles play. That will open up this weekend as well. Last year, FSU swept BC with a pair of 5-1 and one wins and then an 8-0 win in five. Coach, talk a little bit about how, you know, what you're expecting out of Boston College, a little bit about their team makeup and what you guys think you need to do and what you really need to concentrate on in practice this week. Yeah, I mean, BC's, they've just gotten better and better every time. You know, they've every year they're getting better recruits, and, you know, Coach Obrest is doing a great job up there. So uh, they're coming off a pretty good campaign. They've won quite a few games in a row. Um, you know, they may not be the most talented blue chip-wise, but they are a very smart team. Uh, you know, and I think sometimes when you add some very smart players in, um, you know, red chip kid becomes a quite easily a blue chip kid by the way they play the game. So they got some pitching in the circle. Um, Allie Fry is a kid that we recruited here uh, who originally was committed to Penn State and um, moved on to Boston College. And so uh, I know she's going to be very competitive in the circle. And we've also faced, you know, a few other players, Jordan Weed and some of them. But, you know, swing the bats. Uh, we're expecting to – to get a good challenge, but, you know, I think our big thing right after coming off Palm Springs, uh, playing FAMU and playing BC this weekend is we've figured ourselves out against UCLA. Now we need to be getting our approach and how we played that game to what we go into this weekend too. So, Coach, before we move into talking about some of the promotions and everything that you guys have going on this weekend um, with those games against BC, you've mentioned it a couple times that the team really figured itself out this past weekend. What were what are some of the biggest things that that the team figured out? What have you heard from the players as as far as that goes? Uh, I think expectations and just our communication, uh, how we can hold each other accountable to our expectations, uh, you know, what we're doing. So I think that was a big part of it. Um, you know, when you get playing with each other, uh, there's preparing yourselves in practice and preparing yourselves in the weight room and, you know, and how you how you manage everything as an athlete, but then how you manage your game and how you manage the ups and downs of the failures of the game as teammates and as a team is something that's learned. And we've had, you know, 15 games now to, to be together and not just 15 games, but 15 pretty 
competitive games. And, you know, when you get into that seventh inning and you have a chance to, to win it or lose it, and you know it's on the line at that point, you know, do, are your teammates in your hip pocket and have you given your all and can you hold each other accountable to it? And we've been in a lot of those situations already, which a lot of them are postseason teams and postseason field. And so um, I know how to talk to the team better. I know how to talk to individuals, especially freshmen, a bit better now that I've been through the battles with them. And, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, now we have still a lot more games ahead of us, but we have that knowledge about each other. So really excited about uh, our opportunities ahead. Interesting comment you made right there, Coach. Let me follow up on it. As far as talking to freshmen, how long does it usually take you now as a head coach to, you know, really learn how to speak to each individual player? Because, you know, when it comes down to it, every player does learn in a different way. So how long does it usually take for for a coach of your, you know, that's been in the game for this amount of time as you have to be able to talk to them? Yeah. Well, I think everybody's different. And I think that's the, the fun about being a coach. You know, you have to figure out how to talk to each individual very differently and opportunities present themselves differently. So, uh, you know, maybe someone flies under the radar for a while and, and they're not really someone you have to hold accountable because they're not in that pressure situation a lot, you know. So maybe their freshman and sophomore year, they're more role players than they are starters. And so by their junior year, they get that opportunity to be an everyday player. Well, being an everyday player, the expectations are quite different than being a role player. So how you talk to them and how you can inspire them or turn them around from a bat at bat or those kind of things are all learned, and uh, those are all different opportunities. So uh, I think it's the, the opportunity presents itself, you know, in different forms and different ways. And the leadership is huge in that. You know, you get Maddie and Lacey and Bailey who've been around it quite a bit, and they can also put their arm around someone who's struggling a little bit, just as you would as a coach because they've been around it. But, you know, I, I think, um, you know, like Macy Cheatham right now is an everyday catcher for us. She's never been an everyday catcher for us, but she's not a freshman. You know, she's definitely into her junior season now, so her expectations are a bit different, and uh, how we learn how to work with each other is a bit different too. So, Coach, let's talk about the first of two games on Saturday, the 28th. This coming Saturday will start at 4 p.m. It is alumni weekend. Any uh, any RSVP so far that the fans should be uh, that the fans should know about and be excited about? Yeah, I actually have my alumni meeting after this call today, so I will find out who will be in town, and I'm sure that's something we'll be tweeting out as we go through this. Who's going to be around? But Something that's very special this weekend is we're getting a chance to honor Dana Bailey when she played here, now Dana Koya, who passed away um, from cancer, and uh, her family's coming into town, and we're going to be able to honor her and her family on Saturday, and uh, I think it's going to be a great tribute to someone who gave a lot to this program, and, you know, we are pride ourselves in being family, as most athletic teams do, um, but, you know, to be able to have her kids and her husband come back and, and really let her them know how special she was to this program and will always be special as we move on. So I think that that's something that's very important as an alumni group and as a family to be able to recognize and honor. So we will do that on Saturday. And then um, being a part of March, um, we do Salute Sundays. So every Sunday in March is where we get to opportunity to honor those who – you know, fight for our most amazing country that we get to be a part of and live in and play this wonderful game of softball. So every Sunday we'll be honoring 
um, some part of Florida State and military, and this weekend it's faculty and staff who have been, um, you know, in the military or currently serving or, um, you know, have family members, so they will be around on Sunday. So a very fun-filled weekend on top of Florida State softball. We get to honor a lot of people that are truly dear to us. And, Coach, you mentioned there also want to make sure that anybody coming to the games on Saturday, we want to definitely paint it, paint it pink. Everybody wear pink. I don't care. Guys, wear it. It's a great it's a great mm-hmm. cause, you know, a chance to honor, like Coach said, one of the one of the great alumni from the program. And then, uh, Coach, again, on Sunday as well, uh, post-game autographs. So that's always, you know, a good time to get out there. And, you know, one of the things that I think is really interesting with the – post-game autographs is the fact that, you know, I, and I've been to them and I'm, I'm not going to call them out on the air because I'd just be wrong, but the fact that some players out there on the college level still don't want to sign autographs. Like, mm. this is a sport coach where you really, if you're a player, you have to appreciate the future gen because if not, it is gone quick. So what? Um, yeah. You know, as far as the autographs go, are, you guys gonna, are we going to have a full team autograph session after the game, or will it be select players? Uh, no, it's full team, and uh, we actually have player cards too, like the old days of baseball trading cards. We have some softball cards, and um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's a it's something to to really think about the fact that you know we were all once young too, and we all looked up to people that uh, you know had the opportunity that we want to have and, you know, we want to leave this game better than, than we got it. So those can, you know, really enjoy it as much as we enjoy it. So we definitely try to shake hands, take pictures, high five as much as we can. Anyone that's going to come out and appreciate this game, but definitely the the young ones that you can see look up to you and want to be wearing a Jersey someday. So very important to do that. And that's something that we do all the time. So, Coach, now that we went through all these games, want to go around college softball a little bit with you here quickly before we end the show. Going back to the Marionette Classic, of all the teams that were out there that, you know, you got a chance to see when you guys weren't playing, what team really stood out to you and which team out there do you think is really coming out of that weekend the strongest? Mhm. Yeah. Um, you know, there were so many teams and and I think some some great 5 and 0 records, but I think LSU is quite impressive. Uh I think they have all the cylinders um moving in the right direction right now. They got great pitching in the circle. They they're fast. Uh they're explosive in the sense of offensive part, you know, not only with the slappers, but just some power hitting too. So, um I think they were they were quite impressive watching them. I didn't get a chance to see Oklahoma. I know that they're kind of up and down a little bit in some of the things they're doing, but I'm sure as consistent as they are usually. So, um, but you know, definitely got a chance to to see LSU, and and I'm still going to throw Michigan out there. They were here the first weekend, and um, you know, I know they've moved up in the ranks, but I think Michigan and LSU right now are two of the, the programs that will be running, making a strong run to the end of postseason. Coach, it's been great having you here. Glad you guys are back safely. Uh, really quick, remind everybody uh, about what time tomorrow morning the decision will be made for the game. Yep, 9.30 Eastern. We'll be looking at the, the forecast. So by 11 a.m., everything will be outposted, whether we're playing or not playing tomorrow. So, And that game will be at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Yes, uh, first game on Saturday against B.C. will be at four second games Saturday, approximately at 6 o'clock. Remember, 
Again, uh, we definitely want to paint it pink on Saturday. And then Sunday, uh, noon start against BC, post-game autographs. Coach, any final words for today's show? No, thank you very much. Looking forward to talking next week as we get ready to head out for spring break. Can you believe that? Spring break's already around the corner. And and that will be the uh, FAU Parents Weekend Tournament down there in Boca Raton. Coach, any uh, any golf clubs going on the plane with you? Yeah, <laughs> we are taking a bus. We are busing down as a team. It's not that far away, and there possibly could be a few golf clubs, yes. All right, we'll look forward to hearing about how those uh, scores are on the greens next Monday. For everybody here at CCRS, make sure you follow the show at Coach Roach. That's Coach R-O-G-E-S show. You can also follow me on Twitter at Coach Rogel. And make sure you follow Coach Alameda on Twitter. It's Coach underscore Alameda. All the links for SSU softball are on the show description. And until next week, later times, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.